Are you a Christian in real estate wanting to grow your business and your faith? then this series is for you. Here's the truth. Being a business owner and being a Christian can feel lonely. We're here to bring you into community with other like-minded business professionals who desire to grow their business and their faith also to create a faithful agent family. Through short teaching episodes around important topics for believers in the business world, prepare to be encouraged, challenged, and inspired to serve God and serve people in a community that knows you and loves you. Are you ready to be surrounded by the people who think like you, love like you, and serve like you? Then join us as we navigate being a faithful Christian in the real estate world together. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Faithful Agent Series. Once again, thank you listeners for making this by far our most popular episodes we've ever done on this show. That's why we're doing more. You heard another episode last week. That was a new one that we weren't originally planning on, but we're so grateful for you. Keep downloading, keep sharing, keep tagging us on Facebook or social media. It is an honor to be able to talk about these things with you all and with my co-hosts that are here today. We hope that it has been encouraging and edifying to you and your soul certainly has been for us. So we're excited to dive in today with our topic, which is going to be trusting God in every season of business using Ecclesiastes 7.14. But we want to get into jokes, but let me start. I got to tell you guys the story first, okay? Mm -hmm. I, I texted you guys earlier and said, so for the audience that knows, this is such a strange thing to talk about. For the audience that knows, we call Cody short shorts because Cody wears really short shorts. Well, one day my wife goes to me, hey, I'd love for you to have some short shorts. I think they look nice on, on guys. So, okay, I'll order some. So I ordered some short shorts, okay? And I texted Cody that day, the first time I ever wore them, said, I don't know how you do this, bro. It's like everyone can see my entire leg. It is really uncomfortable, right? But my wife likes them, so I keep wearing them. Anyways, right. this morning I get up, the day of recording, I get up and I'm having breakfast with my two guys that I meet with every other week, Kevin and Tim. And I show up in, in my short shorts and a long sleeve shirt because it's nice out, right? Well, I walk in and of course, the first thing they start doing is like, bro, you cannot wear those in public. They're terrible. I'm like, no, dude, they look good. You know, whatever. They're like, no, they look awful. I'm like, well, whatever. My wife likes them. And Kevin says, well, she's not here. You right. can wear whatever you want out at home, not in public. I'm like, whatever. I think they look great. So then the waitress named Allie, who we see all the time, she comes over and she's British and she's just, and she's harsh. It's amazing. And she's just like, Garrett, I'm not even going to pretend to do the British accent, but Garrett, you look terrible today. And I'm like, hey, watch it. She's making fun of me. Anyways, we're eating breakfast. We're having fun. At the, she comes over, Allie, our waitress comes over and says, hey, you see those two women in the back? I'm like, yeah, they're old, these older women. Yeah, these two women in the back. They asked me a question and they're like, look at that guy's short shorts. They're really short. You can see his whole leg. And I'm like, oh my gosh, how in the world? So I'm like, I got to get up. And I hide between Kevin and Tim to walk to pay because I'm you know, super embarrassed at this point. And as I'm walking out, Kevin says, dude, those people right there are all staring at your legs. Like, this is terrible, man. I can oh. never wear short shorts ever again. So I don't know how you do it, Cody, but man, yeah. more power to you. But I guess it's like, so Cody is tall and trim and I'm short and squished. So like, it doesn't work for people that are short and squished. <laughs> I guess that's the answer here. But anyways, there's my short, short story. So nice. it's got to be short, man. Like I've never had that reaction. Yeah. Well, well maybe I look terrible mine, and you don't. I don't know. <laughs> They, yeah. Well, if they're the same size, that's still the problem because you're like six three calves, and I'm man. five not, seven. Well, could be. Calves. I don't know. Anyways, yeah. I'm not going to wear short shorts again out out in public. Mm. I don't know. You need to post anyways. a picture of your calves or something because people have to see 
Yeah, just to get them to lay off this thing. Yeah. No, I mean, like, idea. I think that was probably what they were looking at their calves. 100%. Oh, could be. If you guys have right, never seen Garrett's calves, man. Just I don't know why they look away. I don't know why they look away. <laughs> it is weird. All right, let's move on yeah. to something hey, else. Thanks for sharing. Awkward. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome, Tyler. Should we do jokes now? Right, let's let's get it. Dive in why here. Why don't we yeah. just dive in, Tyler? Go ahead and do do your thing, buddy. Yeah, I think that you have fully executed our joke quota of time for the yeah. day, and I appreciate it. Yeah. It's good. It was laughable. Thank you. Certainly was. It was so laughable. I let's think so. Get into Thanks the you, word buddy. of the Lord here in Ecclesiastes, Amen, talking about trusting in the Lord in all seasons of business this week as we enter into Ecclesiastes chapter 7 and go straight to verse 14. In the day of prosperity, be joyful, and in the day of adversity, consider God has made the one as well as the other, so that man may not find out anything that will be after him. It's good, man. It is good. And we were joking kind of coming into this uh, into, uh, prior to this that Cody has been successful for far too long to be able to speak into all seasons of his business. But <laughs> That's um, right. We are yeah. excited to hear testimony on what it means to be both, you know, humble in our successes and humble in our failures, right? Our, our pride's always going to tap into each of those things. But, you know, what does it look like, guys? Let's jump in. Day of prosperity, be joyful. Day of adversity, consider that God has made them both. What do we think? Yeah. I, you know, I'll, I'll start real quick, Cody, because this verse has in particular been really impactful to me, not just thinking through business, but, you know, as our audience knows, or maybe doesn't, my mom passed away in October and I read a lot of Ecclesiastes because of that. And this verse has been really encouraging, you know, in the day of prosperity, be joyful. In the day of adversity, consider God has made the one as well as the other. And I think it's a, it's like a resetting verse. You know, there are going to be seasons of joy or, or a prosperity. Be joyful in those, right? And there's going to be days of adversity. And in those days, remember, God's made both of them, right? And so, you know, I, I, I think so much about the struggle that we have. And we're, let's be honest, like a lot of us as agents are worried about the market and what's going to happen. And, you know, our number's going to go down. We got to prepare for 20% cut or whatever that looks like, right? There's a lot of fear. And I think some of it is understandable in the, in the market right now. And so agents are prepping for a season of adversity. And so how do we mentally prepare ourselves to be in this season and to go through this season? And, and that's what this conversation is all about, right? And this passage has been helpful to me. So what do you think, Cody? All right. So I appreciate it. Tyler. If you look at me on Instagram, it probably does seem like I've never had a bad day, but that is not real. So let's short, start that social media and short shorts alive. keep you from having a bad day. Yeah, social, social media, media is a lie. Is That's a lie. True. Yeah, <laughs> short shorts do help, but no, I I've been super blessed in my business and throughout the years. I think when I got into the business, to be honest, the market now it's a lot like the the market was when I got into the business in 2015, 2016. So it wasn't you know the super hot market that we've experienced for the last two years, but we. Yeah, I, I I love this verse because it does remind you that God's still God, regardless of, you know, if you're experiencing prosperity or you're experiencing adversity. And I would say we've had a lot of adversity. Do I ever put that out there? No, probably not, because no one wants to hear about adversity. Everyone wants to hear about prosperity. Mm -hmm. I think you can inspire people through adversity. So maybe I need to talk more about that. But, you know, we're always talking about prosperity because that's that's what's inspiring. But yeah, adversity is something that we've definitely dealt with quite a bit. Not so much from a standpoint of, okay, we don't have any deals. We don't have any listings like that. But we've definitely dealt with adversity from outside factors. But what what I think, you know, is really helped me, I, felt, I find myself 
closest to God in those times where I'm in my word more, I'm praying more, I'm talking to my friends more and, 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 you know, just really relying on relationship more and stuff like that. When, you know, adversity kind of slows you down and brings you back into focus and God's like, okay, look, focus on me, you know, don't be, you know, looking around, don't do that kind of stuff. Keep walking forward, focus on me. And every time he's got me back on track and I've learned the most through adversity for sure. You know, Gary, you mentioned your mom passing away. My mom passed away a few years ago as well. And that's like the hardest thing I went through in my business went through that as well. And those were times of adversity when I didn't feel like doing anything. I wanted to just be with her, be with my family. And my business was definitely slower that year, but yeah, I was in my word. I was learning. I was learning about myself and, and growing for the future. And it's something that I, I feel like I grew so much through it. I can use now, you know, even, even as, as you know, the friends and stuff have gone through that, like you said, Garrett, yeah, I, I, I grew so much through adversity. So I think that's the important thing to take away from this verse for me is that you focus on what God does have for you, what he's teaching you in those, those moments. So hmm. that's good. I think it's. Yeah, sorry. Let me jump in real quick to, you know, one thing just to add to this mix, because I want your opinion, Tyler. So I want to say this first, you know, all right, I have a problem. I don't trust people to talk. So I got to do it. You know what I mean? Stop giving me that taste. Why is this not on video? Anyways, I love you. Thank you for letting me go first. So <laughs> now I don't even know what to say. Okay. So something that, that I think about in this verse, when I was back visiting my dad a few weeks ago or a week ago, excuse me, he showed me that he was still using mom's Bible right? Like now he uses mom's Bible as a personal Bible. And so I'm just looking through it and open up the the front cover. There's a little sticky note on it. And it says Romans 8, 28, right at the top, which we know for, you know, God works all things for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose, right? Those. And I remember mom, or I remember what she wrote. And it says, it doesn't mean that everything will be in capital B-E, be good, but it means all things will before capital F-O-R, for our good, right? And I, I just stopped to think about when did mom write that, right? She had had cancer for eight years. My guess is it was probably relatively recent in the last few months before she died as things started to get a lot worse. And just the deep-rooted belief and trust in the Lord that it doesn't mean that everything is going to be good from our perspective, but it means it's going to be for our good. And how do we trust in the Lord? Will we go, like Cody was talking about, go to the word? What does he promise us? He's never broken his promise. He never will. Right. What does he promise us? And so that's why we can be joyful in prosperity and we can trust that in adversity, he's still got us, right? Because he's still in control and he always will be. Even thinking about when Joseph got sold to the Egyptians and they had seven years of plenty and then seven years of famine. Well, guess what? The Lord prepared them for that. Right. And he took care of them in that and their understanding and gave them wisdom and all those things. So I, I think for us, like understanding in a deep way that all things will be for our good and we can trust because he's made both days. So go ahead, T, what you got, mm -hmm. man? Hey, faithful agents, we love that you have joined us here on this show and in this podcast. And we want to continue to build the community. Go to faithfulage.com, click join our community. We'll see you there. All really good stuff. And I appreciate you guys sharing it so much. I mean, it's powerful testimony to see how the Lord's worked in your lives through pain and yeah. very hard time and through the brokenness that was conceived and, and sent that was not his intention when he right. created everything. So, you know, I think that there is, there is a, an important 
piece to what Cody was speaking to, to, to marinate in that we can all confess that I think we would agree that in times of trial, times of tribulation, that that's when we turn to the Lord most because it's our foundation. It's the core. It's what everything else stems from and what is rooted in. But when things start to get foggy and you're in the storm, the only place you really look is is right in front of you, the things that are closest to you. There's not as many distractions going on, and you're trying to find your true north again, which you know to be Christ and his promises and the hope that is in his word. So, but that ebb and flow that we all do, that we all confess to, that when things are going good, we maybe don't invest as much time into our word. We don't spend, give as much credit to the Lord. We don't pursue the same degrees of Christ-like righteousness that we do when things are stripped away and we need to recenter and we need to refocus and we're and we're seemingly lost when things aren't right the 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 cadences that we have in that shouldn't vary based on the level of success that we're having in this world and nobody would disagree with that but like so if we have these these business and when thinking about business and thinking about performing at a high level we have systems and cadences that we are reevaluating constantly based on their return, based on their performance, based on level of investment, all, all of these different metrics. So why would we, if something that is when we are at our worst in our business that gets us back on our feet and gets us going 100 miles an hour in the right direction, why would we neglect that from a business standpoint? It logically just doesn't make sense. If that's the fuel source that's making our business go well, we would cling to that and never, ever get distracted from it. We would become so obsessed with that idea that would almost distract us from opportunities to get better. We'd put blinders on with that. So from a faith perspective and just a, a contentment in life perspective, if that's the true fuel that's going to make us the husbands we're called to be, the parents we're called to be, the brothers in Christ we're called to be, then it's just as linear and logical that why would we ever neglect the things that when we're in our lowest spots, the time with the Lord, the community that pulls us together, the time that we invest in in our inner circle that we've talked about before into our community and our relationships, why does that change? And why do we allow these shiny objects to to pull us away? And why do those rhythms, why don't we fight for them as much as we fight for other things in our life? Hmm. I mean, I think that's, yeah. That's real. And, you know, it just made me think about T that how do we trust God in every season? Well, we learn about him, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, because how do you trust him? Well, we know that and I mentioned earlier, but like we know that he ne never makes a promise that he doesn't keep. And so then the next question is, well, what are his promises? Right. What has he promised to us? Mm -hmm. Right. He's promised to take care of us. He's promised to provide, you know, and I forget the exact passage now. And I'm sorry, but, you know, look at that. He even provides for the birds right? Look what he even provides for them. How much greater will he provide for you? And I think a lot of it, if I'm honest and I confess in my own life, a lot of the lack of trust comes when I think that he's not providing what he's supposed to, hmm. right? When it says, look at he's, you know, if he provides for the birds, look how much he'll provide for you. And then I make an assumption in what that means. Okay. That means that this is going to be good and that's going to be good and this is going to work and that's going to work. And when it doesn't, I'm like, wait a minute, God, like what's going on here? You know, I would never openly say that, but absolutely, right? I think that ties in in my own life, maybe not everybody, but in my own life, T, when that's when I'm not reading the word, right? Mm -hmm. I'm actually opposite than you from you guys. When when things are going well, I tend to be in the word. When things aren't going well, then I'm like, I got stuff to do. 
right? I can't sit here and spend time just reading the word because it's not getting me anywhere, mm -hmm. right? And I don't mm -hmm. believe that, but I right. act that way. And it mm -hmm. absolutely creeps into my mind. And so I think that's a big piece of it is mm -hmm. if we know who the Lord is and what he's promised, that's how we trust. Because now all we have to trust is that he keeps his promises. I don't have to trust all the other stuff. Just he keeps his promises. And I know what those are. And so it's going to sustain me through this season, right? Mm -hmm. And and I think, I mean, anyways, that that kind of was what I was thinking as you were talking about it. But, you know, kind of as we, we're we trying to be a little bit quicker on these episodes, audience, mm -hmm. to respect your time. So, but Cody, what do you think, man? Kind of kind of give us your final thoughts and then T, you can take us out. Yeah. Yeah. As, as, on, as entrepreneurs, I think one thing that we all, you know, share regardless of what kind of business we're in, real estate or not, we're all trying to get better. We're all trying to improve on whatever it is we're doing in every aspect of our life. And James 1, it says, whenever we meet uh, various kinds of trials, count it pure joy because it produces steadfastness and it it makes you better in the long run. You, you're always trying to get better and this adversity creates opportunities to do that. You know, diamonds are created under pressure. And, you know, that's 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 what that, that verse really means to me. And I love it. That's good. awesome. Yeah, that's good, man. It's good. Take yep. us out to give us a wrap up, buddy, and take us out with the passage. Yep, absolutely. So, you know, the one one thing I when I bring this back to, you know, my previous life in playing baseball and how there were so many times where I'd have days of prosperity immediately followed by days of adversity. A lot of the questions that I get when I'm talking to young kids or adults or people in the workplace now is how did you handle the ups and the downs that are so much failure that was evident publicly day to day. Um, and, and this verse and this truth that God is in control of all of them and that he is the ultimate consistent, consistent component in every single thing, whether I threw eight shutout in Fenway or I gave up nine in Norfolk and AAA, he didn't change who I am in him, who I was created to be, the way that he knows me and loves me and where my callings were higher to love him above all things, to love others as myself, and then to take care of Chelsea and my kids more than anything else. I had to remind myself of that constantly. And that's what that's what made me show up every single day. Remember what yeah. your motivations are. Remember who you were created to be. And that's not easy. I'm not, I'm not oversimplifying this, but that is the truth. And what our flesh is, is constantly trying to pull us away from that truth. And so certain practical things that I did where I had time, I spent time before I got to the field and I spent time at the end of the day when I was leaving the field, when I was transitioning kind of from with those people to not with those, whatever it looked like to remind myself of that. When I started a game, when I ended a game, I had to leave that on the field because that did not, who the performance that I had on the field didn't dictate who I was when I walked off the lines. Sure, it's, it's absolutely part of it. It was part of my testimony. It was my vocation. But I couldn't carry whether I won the game or lost the game into the conversation that I had in the locker room. If I was mm -hmm. leveraging me being the best player on the team into that relationship, that was pride. If I was meekly walking into it, I was not going to be as bold in terms of how I spoke the truth to the person that I was in that relationship. So as much as it is absolutely part of who you do, it's what you do. It's not who you are and how you take that and carry that and, and use that as part of your testimony is, is how you'll honor him. So to, to bring us yeah. out here with the word here, Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 14, in the day of prosperity, be joyful. And in the day of adversity, consider God has made the one as well as the other so that man may not find out anything that will be after him.
Amen to that. Let's all try to trust God and do and be better at that, right? Only by the Lord's mercy. I pray that for all of us, that we would trust him. So agents, thanks so much for tuning in to this Faithful Agent episode. Hey, Faithful Agents, as always, thank you so much for joining us again in this podcast and on this episode. We hope that you will help us continue to build the Faithful Agent community by sharing this episode with your friends, by tagging us on Facebook. We hope that you will help us build this so we can serve more people and grow more Faithful Agents together. Go to FaithfulAgent.com to check out more of what we've got going on. We'll see you in the next episode.